0: Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute. My name is Mark, you can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm
1: Nathan, and you can uh, catch me at your local party every day or on social media. That's a Soldier Boy quote right there, so... So or on social media at no or my uh, toy photography Instagram page clutch figures. I do like that toy photography. Hey, thanks,
2: man. I do. That general gray one, really fucking yeah. good. I really like it's that one. He's
1: my, my favorite uh, clone commander. Uh, I'm Mike. You yeah. can find. Gee, I'm trying to plug my shit.
2: Oh, you were talking. Okay, my bad. I like your Picard photo too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am Mike. You can find me on my own podcast, Stellar Dynamics, where I talk about Rush. With my buddy Rob, and uh, bu- 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 where else can you find me? Oh, Cygnus and Paler, anywhere else.
0: Cool, so, and G-A-Nuels. today we are discussing Man of Steel, minute number 13. The minute starts with General Zod telling Feora to secure the landing platform as he heads into the House of El Citadel. And then the minute ends with Jor-El fighting off Zod from interfering with Cal's escape.
1: Big ol' face wound.
0: Yeah, that's Clearly scratch, shown. A good scratch. A solid straight line. Yes. Um. So, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it, it was hard for me to find much to talk about in this minute. Yeah. Um, the armor. So, still. what I did is I did some background research on the two Kryptonians that not enter the Citadel with General Zod, but the ones that land on the platform with Faora and General Zod, because we see them... Later on, like when they're part of the exiled part of the sort of row that reaches um, Earth and all that, um, and one of them is actually—you probably won't get this—but uh, one of them is called Dev M. You the can second
2: rule me out. Oh, who? because you won't yeah, get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can uh, leave. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: so we talk, We talked about this a long time ago. We talked about uh, this Kryptonian named Dev M who was exiled a long time ago. Uh, in past history, um, and he's actually on board the scout ship that we see later in the film. Hmm. Um, oh, the big it... dude! No, no, that's, no, no, no,
2: that's
1: that's um, Nomek. that's um, that's Namac. He's yeah. the guy that actually is in the the Battle of Smallville too, throwing uh, the train and such. The Got scout ship
0: that they find in like uh, what was that location where they found the scout ship? Antarctica? Was it Antarctica? No. I didn't want to assume. Alaska. Yeah, one of those. No, it was.
1: you only be Alaska it was, it was, or It Antarctica. was northern because he was at the at the bar and they were Canadian troops um, that we're talking about. The, so uh, he was just the headed up north. Thing. Yeah, he is was, that going what he was north. doing Yeah. Um.
0: It's usually so that in, scout in the Arctic circle belonged to Kara Zor El, who's is Supergirl, and Dev M, Dev M was exiled
2: and he was on that ship. Wow. Um. Tornado warning in this area till eight p.m. What's that mean? And there's a tornado warning in this area until 8 p.m. Sorry to interrupt you. No, My it's My phone was vibrating. Um, We're coming to you live from the tornado. <laughs>
0: there's a tornado in this room right now. That's crazy. Um, but this guy is Dev M the Second. Um, and I did some research on him. His name, the guy who plays him, is Rivard Dufresne. Um, he has a very small acting career, and he's this is his only role that the character is actually named. So pretty small acting career for this guy. He was in a film and I thought this was really funny. This film is called Independence Disaster. It's like one of those like really shitty sci fi films. What is it called? Independence Disaster. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's so bad. But um yeah, this is his only role where he where it's named. And I thought it was interesting that they named him Dev M the Second thought that was interesting um the other one though the bigger dude in the in the scene uh that's Toran. that's general zod's like right hand man basically um this guy is played by richard setron and he's got a huge career basically in performing stunts in film in all the dc extended universe films he's bat uh ben affleck's uh stunt double oh in all of it and um he was in Iron Man. He's done work on Blade. Uh, he was in Sucker Punch. Like, this guy has a huge, uh, like, just uh, IMDb listing of not only acting, but doing stunts in all kinds of superhero films and just really cool action films. So, this guy is pretty, pretty popular, I guess, like in the Hollywood scene. Um, so, here he is playing Toran. Um, so, I thought that was cool. Um. So, is there anything we, you guys wrote down for this minute?
1: Yeah, I mean, we we see a, a really cool walking shot of of uh, Jor sorry of Jor El going going through the fog, with all the battle armor on. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, that, that battle right? like armor isn't CGI. <laughs>
2: it does. It, it can't be CGI.
1: They didn't have free it range of moves movement. Moves on him. Man, it was in the. You're uh, saying
2: Jor-, it was in the Jor-, commentary. Jor El's armor isn't CGI? None or of them. General Zod's. Both. Well, you're saying everyone's a CGI. No, I'm saying none of them are CGI. No one's. Maybe the guys in the background are CGI'd, but their armor is not CGI. I'm telling you. Where did you hear that it was CGI?
1: In the special features of the DVD. That's wrong. They were wrong. You got
2: Chinatown special features. I was duped. Um. Chinatown special features my yes.
1: punk band, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's definitely a, a good shot of of the armor itself and and showing uh, like combat.
0: Yeah, Jor- I don't Al. think I don't think Jor is fake. I think General Zod's CGI. I think Feora and um El are the only ones that have physical props on them. All right, all right. That's I mean that's just my opinion. All right. I mean, um, but what is cool is that, and even though it is CGI, like you get to see on the different Kryptonians that not their armor's not all the same. Yeah, um, some people have different um, shoulder armor sets and whatnot. So that's pretty cool. I don't know if that's something that they manipulate or they can just tell the liquid geo to form differently so it looks like how they want it to look. But that was pretty neat. That's kind of cool if like it's like their own design that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um in this minute Jora explains um basically what's going on to General Zod cuz General Zod comes in he starts asking some questions Jora tells him they've had the first natural birth um in centuries, in sen- in centuries and and then General Zod's is like oh it's heresy and then he orders his troops to basically bring down the escape pod which I don't get why Jora would say that thinking like Zod'd be cool with that.
1: I think it was already in his mind that he was just going to go through it, and and he was and he was preparing to to die for that cause. So that's mm-hmm. why he put the armor on. So it's like it's almost just like why why do villains explain the plot of their evil plan right before? So that's what Zod, uh,
0: Joe Ross doing.
2: Pretty much ex- explaining his evil plan. Yeah, you shouldn't have said anything. We launched a launch rocket. That was the end of it. Yeah, cool. so he could have. Why?
0: Maybe he was just stalling him. Yeah, I think the launch tried to get,
2: get
1: ready and everything.
0: Yeah, I think Jorah's just trying to basically stall time here as the ship prepares to launch mm-hmm. out of the Citadel. That's mm-hmm. um, when
1: Zod actually orders his troops to to take the shot at the uh, at the spacecraft.
0: Yeah, and then that leads to them basically fighting it out hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, and when I first saw the film, I just kind of thought this was a little too stiff. Something about it seems a little too formal.
1: It's a little robotic. It's almost too choreographed. And, yeah. Uh, but also, it kind of makes it seem like maybe they both had the same combat training, so maybe they, they just know how to counteract uh, each each move.
0: Yeah, well, you have to remember that Zod and Jorah are friends Yeah. in like they used to be. Yeah. Um, but I guess if you're trying to explain this, maybe... Maybe it's supposed to be formal. Maybe it's supposed to be, like, it's supposed to have some um, civility to it. Kind of like uh, lightsaber combat, where it's you could be just straight-up ruthless and brutish in the way you fight. Um, Or it could seem almost like a dance, where it's, like, super formal and super... It feels super choreographed, but it's supposed to be, because there's supposed to be some sort of level of respect when you fight yeah so like kung fu films yeah absolutely um so that could be what's going on here and i don't know if it's if that's the case i don't know if that's intentional but to me watch when i watched it the first time i just kind of felt like it just seems um when i first watched it in theaters i felt like it was a little awkward like it just really stiff combat like i, I never felt like actual tension when yeah I, when i saw the fighting
1: um, I mean, I guess it really isn't until he, where jor actually inflicts the, the massive face wound on Zod, where he actually seems where he, he gets like pissed. It's all right, gloves are coming off. I'm actually going to take, mm-hmm. take it to the heat, you know? Yeah. Cause I don't... So it does seem like they, they are respecting each other and, and it's like, okay, I'm attack you because this is just how we respond in, in our culture and, and what I know from military training.
0: Yeah. I don't, like I said, I don't think, uh, I don't think Zod's trying to kill Jor-El right here.
1: No, not at all. It's just... They're they're trying to prove each one of their points.
2: They're flexing their muscles at each other. Basically.
1: Showing their teeth. Yeah. hmm Exactly. Mm-hmm. hmm But yeah, he hits them with with a, with a gun, and uh, that gun is actually... What is it called? I wrote it down. I think it's just yeah, called... Yeah, it's just called a Kryptonian rifle. Or, so, yeah.
0: You had to write that down?
1: I, I, yeah, no, I don't think I wrote it down. I'm, I'm actually looking... And no, I don't think I wrote that
0: anywhere. <laughs> Cryptonian <laughs> rifle. Well, I don't want to forget this one.
2: Yeah,
1: but yeah, uh, I mean, it's kind of a given. But um, but previously, Jor-El seemed like he was a pretty good shot with that rifle too. Well, he took out two people. Mm-hmm.
0: Pretty, pretty good.
1: Pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but also that those things. I mean, look it's like a it, massive like energy. Yeah, it's there's it, really not that much room for
0: air. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Do you have anything? for this minute? <clears throat> no, it's a
1: pretty boring minute. Yeah, it really is. It's just a... Just a f- and muscles, yep. Just uh,
2: explaining the, the mm-hmm. plot. Guy who shouts heresy and then they fight. Mm-hmm. hmm But still,
1: I mean, good mm-hmm. acting from Michael Shannon. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's still, still good still, acting.
2: He's, Surprisingly.
1: He's into it. He's, he definitely seems like he's enjoying the role.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: But yeah, That's 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 all, think, I, that's all I have.
0: What do I think? Do you think the... The same for Russell Crowe, or do you think, um, think it's good acting? Do you think he because I feel like Michael Shannon really cares about the character?
2: Eh, like, I think Russell Crowe doesn't really give a crap, but he's just a good actor, so he's just acting. Yeah, no, nope. yeah, I think it's you probably think what it the same, is. Yeah, I
0: feel the same way.
2: It's like, okay, you're
1: gonna be Jor-El. It's like, okay, I know Jor-El. Right, he's what, the I do, what What yeah. is my
2: emotion? All right, I can do that. So
1: I gotta be that calm, collected individual that teaches Superman. Okay, I got it. I can do that. That's
2: yeah, so uh. Yeah, I don't think he actually gives a
1: crap. And then, like, probably this scene was probably like, all right, now you can go full out. You got to fight him. And still, it was probably just like,
2: meh. Okay. Meh.
1: Let me just block a couple karate chops, and that's it.
0: Because it's not the same caliber of Russell Crowe and Gladiator fighting.
2: Well, that's different. I think he gave a crap about Gladiator. Yeah, that's... That's the thing that made his career. Not really, but... Well, just... Because... it's a lot different. Gladiator it's a is a lot different. It's a lot different than Jor El and General Zod fight fighting on planet Krypton.
0: Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> In my opinion, it doesn't matter. Like,
2: oh, I think it does. I think actual historical stuff matters more than Science the Kryptonian fiction. Civil War. Could yeah, could be. I indolent. think, I think <laughs> as an actor, you would feel more compelled to tell an actual story than a silly kid story. Silly night night story. Let's name my new band. Silly night night. Silly night night story. Night story. But <laughs> it's probably all in the directing. I mean, it's Ridley Scott compared to you know. <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. Yeah, that is a no. I think point. I think Ridley Scott is more of an actor's director than Zack Snyder is a actor's. Zack Snyder is a storyteller. Yeah, he's a storyteller. Yeah. And doesn't really. I don't think he actually cares as long as it tells a story.
1: I think he's he's definitely really trying to work hard to piece together this DC extended universe that we're seeing. Yeah, in it's
2: like the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> Honestly, I think it is. I think it's all... so. What happens is they make the first two, and they're you know movies. It's like the Dark Knight. The first three, those are like you know connected. Then they make Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift is amazing. Uh, uh, it is amazing. I love Tokyo. It's my favorite Fast and Furious movie. Um, Tokyo Drift of the DC universe is Man of Steel.
0: Because it's out there?
2: Because it doesn't have anything to do with the previous DC movies, Dark Knight. Well,
1: no. This is the first of the... Yeah, so it's Tokyo Drift. (laughs) The Dark Knight doesn't matter in this universe.
2: Not yet. Because the next movie, it matters. Does it? BVS? No. Yeah. No, it doesn't. How
1: does the Dark Knight matter? That's Christopher Nolan. Because then
2: they're trying to connect Tokyo Drift and Fast and Furious... What is it? Three? Is it Fast? Three? Fast 4? I don't remember, man. I think it's Fast 4 at yeah, that point. Yeah, because 3 is... So Tokyo they're trying to Drift. connect three, 2, 3, and 4 together. So they're trying to connect Dark Knight, Man of Steel, and BVS together, which equals BVS, which is Fast and Furious 4. Oh, That's man. what I'm getting at. You lost well, This movie is Tokyo Drift. Uh, and Zack Snyder is having a hard time piecing it together. So what happened
0: with the Fast and Furious franchise? I don't mean to get too side-checked. But um, the third one was just like, all right, we did a sequel to Fast and Furious and... You know that kind of just
2: did that. So we want the third one to just be really out there. You want to tell a different story, yeah. not even out there, just a different story In
0: different like a different uh, type of street racing. Yeah, just a different, different type of
2: superhero
1: oh, totally, movie. Like, they, they It's like want, having Need for Speed and then Underground. They,
0: <laughs> I'm really, telling you, we are, really, are just comparing. But everything. the fourth one, the fourth one was like their way of like, all right, let's soft
2: reboot the franchise, but and make it all take connected. elements of everything. I don't think they actually the fifth one talked was, about. Tokyo Drift. And, and no, the fifth
0: point. one is because the fifth one introduced Han again. Yeah, and then yeah. 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 So the You're fifth right. one was like. What was BVS Well, the fourth one laid the groundwork, and then the fifth one was like, all right, now let's bring everything in. And mm. now it's like, set. now they have their rhythm. And they, mm. they can. You lost me on that. Uh, next time on uh, Fast and Furious Minute, yes. uh, we'll be talking we'll, we'll about, talk about... Uh, Han's car crash in yeah. Tokyo Drift.
2: <laughs> R.I.P., <A>. Han. <laughs> oh, man. That's all I got for this minute. Yeah, that's there's all not much else to talk about this minute. That's it. We're just rambling at this point.
0: But yeah, tornadoes right. going around. If you love what you hear, don't forget to rate, subscribe, do all that jazz. You can follow us on all social media at DC EU Minute. Um, so yeah, go ahead and check us out. We're gonna go ahead and wrap up here, and we'll catch you guys on the next one here on DC Cinematic Minute.